just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? I'm, you know, just very. I don't know. What a weird week. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's been a tough week, and I think that the 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 toughness of this week is going to resonate throughout all RNC shows this week. Yeah. Um, We've already had uh, a, a beautiful episode of RSBN that you and I were both on. I hopped on for a couple of minutes um, yesterday before dinner. Yeah. Um, you said some wonderful things that I, I listened to today. Um, we, of course, uh, I think I mentioned on that episode, which you should listen to on RSBN. This mm-hmm. week's RSBN is a must listen. Um, you know, we have we have a late fees episode that was literally recorded moments after myself and Pat found out. Um, there's a it's gonna resonate, and I think it's gonna take a while, but I, I think we're gonna get through it. I think so too. You know, one of the one of the bright spots of this weekend, and it, and it's unfortunate that it kind of happened in in the same day. It happened within hours of each other. I mean, it was kind of great if you're at least a wrestling fan, if you're a music fan, having to watch the Grammys after that entire experience. It's got to be just one, just one sad moment after another. Yeah. Um. But if you're a wrestling fan, man, you really kind of got a break from not like a break, but you got a kind of like a reprieve. You're able to kind of enjoy the entertainment um, for at least, what, four or five hours? How how long is (laughs) these moments go anymore? I I thought it was I thought it was Rumble and I thought it was Raw really did help me this week. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, just honestly, and just glad it wasn't SmackDown. But <laughs> I think just generally, um, just these shows, they've just been fantastic. And kind of within the context of kind of the day, like we said, you know, wrestling fans who have listened to this and who are, you know, fans of this, clearly you got a reprieve and you kind of got, the, you know, the feel kind of like something. You got to kind of feel something real. And I think that's kind of what wrestling kind of really does is that it manages to give you a break, especially when it's good. I mean, when professional wrestling is good, it's the best. It's the best television. It, it, it appeases to kind of all senses visually, you know, you just hearing wise. You can, you can see the passion. You can feel the passion. You can taste it. You can, you know, all this other things like that. I don't so want to taste the passion. Good. Well, you know, it's a, <laughs> you can you can uh you can feel a lot of different things, and I think that's what Sunday show and Sunday and Monday show, as we said, is kind of done. I mean, both shows are great. We don't we don't have to talk about SmackDown. I feel like we should. I feel like it should be a general thing. If we're talking about a post pay per view, chances don't. are we will not cover SmackDown unless yeah. something significant happens. And I don't if think you've anyone been, would. I don't. I don't think anyone would blame us if we didn't talk, cover SmackDown at all. But for sure, if no. we if this is a go home, especially show, we'll when a lot of home. things were just resolved, you know, at the Royal Rumble. I mean, SmackDown had quite a showing at the Royal Rumble. But you know what? We're 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 bearing the lead again. Um, yeah, which is something that I hate doing. But we have to give props. I mean, we had our Royal Rumble pool, annual Royal Rumble pool. Um, we've done this for many years now. We yeah. got to give a shout out to first of all, shout out to X, uh, who <laughs> we really gotta not let RNC people do it now. <laughs> I think X yeah. is gotta be the last guy. That's like yeah. when, like that's like amp winning. <laughs> yeah, it, but you know what? It's fine. I feel like so. You know what? Here's the thing, though. It's not like I feel like everyone's got an opportunity. 
But still, and also, I don't think X has really ever been on the show, like, solo, kind of flying alone, kind of yeah. us kind of getting to hear all of his thoughts. So I still do feel like it's kind of like a guest, and I know he's a fan of the show itself. Um, so he didn't mean any harm by entering, and I didn't tell him that he couldn't enter. Yeah. Um, but we got to give a shout-out to X um, mm-hmm. for entering and winning. He was, I think he was the Women's Royal Rumble winner, which ended up being Charlotte. Surprise, surprise, to absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to give a shout-out to, hold on, I'm trying to get his name. First of all. Um, shout-out to everyone who entered. How about that? Well, yeah, shout-out to, shout to everyone who entered. I'm trying to find the name right here. Okay, maybe it just skips over it. Um, boom, boom, boom. Wow, come on, man. Don't do this to me. This is terrible. We're so sorry. Yeah, I know. <coughs> Twitter, listen, our Twitter is so popping. That's why. Um, ah. It's just because there's so much stuff to go through. There's all this content. There's all this other stuff. But I can't find it for now. But I definitely did. Try. You know what? I know how I can find it because I'm a genius. Um, I'm going to go to media. because All real time. All real time, by the way. Okay. So congratulations to the Royal Rumble pool. Also, um it says Ramon on his Twitter, but it's a underscore Sadler three, um, who apparently hosts his own podcast and has words in revolt. The source, you know, all these other things came from Cornell. Shout to um, shout to him. He won the he won the men's world rumble thanks to Drew McIntyre. So we'll be having him on the show in the future as well. I'll say it's very very interesting. I at first couldn't find him. At some point. Between him entering the Royal Rumble pool and me sending out things, he must have changed his at name because I couldn't find him for yeah, the first time. Yeah, because I, I, was I to- remembered it when you said it, and I was like, he's got a really cool like, animated uh, uh, Abby, and I was like, I couldn't remember the actual name. Yeah, so I, I, he changed his name, which is just threw me off but luckily i did my due diligence um to find it if you didn't get a number chances are you didn't follow the account which is like clearly in the rules like obviously people don't read the rules you had to follow the rnc radio live account to enter this entire thing and then you also you know had to tweet the hashtag and so shout out to everyone who entered um please keep entering i feel like we should do another one this year um maybe the gif isn't to be on the show but we should do something so people continue to feel things because i like you know I think we in, in we, should give him a, uh, we should give him a uh, a little um like a like a like the Russell buddies the pillow buddies thingies. I mean that would be great for your own comfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you can watch the Royal Rumble in your own comfort um, of your home next year or something along those lines. But yeah, we should definitely do that. But shout out to those. Shout out to X. Shout out to um. It says Ramon. Shout out to Ramon. Um, we will He's be having you guys. Don't kill us. Don't kill us, Ramon. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Um, but we'll, have, who, who, we'll see you guys on the show shortly. Before we start, who, who do you think is who do you think is like the Kobe Bryant of wrestling? Who? Okay. Right? Um, I've been thinking about this. It would have to be. All right. So clearly, hmm. How do, how can I say this? Someone who's transcendent. Yet at the same time, um, uh, uh, at the same time, polarizing. incredibly, yeah, polarizing. Yet at the same time, incredibly skilled at what they do. Um, you know, I kind of think part of me is saying, part of me is saying, um, God, no, I don't want to say The Rock. Um, no, he was part, beloved. Yes, part of me is saying Triple H. Mm. And I say that phase, the second phase of his career. Yes. Well, no, I even the, even the first phase, I think Triple H was polarizing it at the beginning. And I think it was polarizing for a standpoint of the, a lot of people didn't feel like he belonged where he did. And he continuously had to prove it. And, you know, he continuously won championships and had to kind of like, I mean, but he still wasn't given the proper due respect. And I think at times Kobe was like, there was still doubt with Kobe sometimes where he won those two championships. And, you know, even in early Triple H's career, he won the championships, but they were like, oh, backstage powers. He's only doing that because he's with Stephanie McMahon and all this other stuff. But kind of he had to kind of shake that sort of um, kind of just shake that off and kind of 
you know, reestablish himself on his own. And I think Triple H did that towards, you know, the latter part of the 2000s and things like that, kind of like Kobe. Kobe kind of had to shake off the the fact of, like, you can't win without Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is the only reason why you guys have won a championship. So yeah. he had to, at the same time, earn that as well. And then when you're talking about, yeah, 100%, the post-career in terms of um, Kobe helping develop stars, taking a strong interest in women, taking a strong interest in young players and and. Mm-hmm. And cultivating that and 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 also going out and developing the system like Kobe Kobe won an Oscar that's crazy yeah. and at the same time you can equate that to Triple H is you know I don't think he's solely responsible but he's a big part of the WWE Performance Center which is you know groundbreaking in its own yeah. so I might say Triple H to be honest with you I mean you took the you you literally I was expecting to have a, a long back and forth, but as you kept saying it, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so because I think you know there's so many things. I think there's so many like I tried to really find another person and I couldn't really find yeah, it. That's someone I, who's affected yeah. their genre specifically as much as those two have. Yeah, when I when um, I think about it, I was like, oh, maybe HBK, but I was like, oh, he retired and he was gone for a while, and he came back, and I was like, Kobe, that's, was a, that's much, totally MJ. <laughs> yeah, total, 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 you know, you know, MJ's career can't really say that. Like Kobe did the full twenty, he never stopped until he had to, yeah. right? Pretty much, um, yeah. I mean, and I think you just look at it in the second phase of a career, you know, that's that's the more, the key part as to this comparison because I think that even in his passing, he was becoming even possibly more famous and more popular in his second phase of his career than he was when he was a player. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, I think being able to maintain that popularity and I think just maintain the name, right? Like you, you talk about a lot of NBA players and they, they don't have the same um, kind of luster as when they were playing. You don't really talk about a couple, you know, I don't want to say any names per se, but I don't think you talk about the same NBA players post career with the same luster that you do as they were in their, you know, their actual playing career. But with Kobe, mm-hmm. it's kind of like one word. And it was just like Kobe from there <laughs> on out. And you know, he won Oscars. He was there, you know, advocating for the WNBA. He was creating content. He was doing all these other things. He was kind of like building up his own um, kind of empire. And lifting, up, and lifting up his own. Like, you think about all the yeah. people that, that I mean, a lot of people think it's silly for for um, Triple H to be beside, like, a Kenta or a, or a Kevin Owens or, or a Balor and taking them under mm-hmm. their wing and stuff like that. But it was like... He empowered a lot of these guys and got he, he got these guys bags, you know, like yeah. he, he got them money to change their lives. And right. I, I think that you really hit the nail on the head. Like if there is someone who and we're just talking pure second phase of the career, he's he's the guy that I would think of as the Kobe as far as polarizing, um, as far as just how you elevated the game. No, no pun intended. Um, all of that. You're right. You're you're really right. Like it, it is, it is actually Mila your genius. Yeah, genius. yeah. I kind of wanted. I was very reluctant on it, but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go in all for it because I do think that there's a, in terms of just the conversation on Triple H and how his legacy will go down. Um, it's interesting to say because I there's 100%. I mean, when he was wrestling, I'd say in the beginning of the 2000s, like they he got so much shit because he married himself into the business and if his career had ended there there would have been an asterisk next to whether he deserved all the things that he got or not mm-hmm. but when you think of what he's earned towards the latter part of his career and the things that he's done post you know actually being in the ring full time that's kind of the stuff that makes his career that kind of at this point now he's undeniable because you kind of you see it from a different perspective and you're able to appreciate it from a new perspective so yeah mm-hmm. you know um listen rest in peace to to Kobe Bryant to Gigi Bryant i mean we're going to continue saying this throughout the entire week on all the shows like you said but it's just you know it was an unfortunate tragedy um that kind of shocked the world it kind of wrecked the world and once again 
if you want to hear our thoughts about it, we have a there's a full RSPN discussion of uh, of everyone kind of just pouring out their moments and their heart towards it. And, you know, it's pinned on the Twitter page and it's probably going to stay pinned for quite some time because it's just mm-hmm. so important to hear us and to hear just our thoughts and kind of how we're dealing with different generations like me and, you know, me and you have different, you know, remembrance of Kobe. Well, I wouldn't say remembrance, but we experience things differently than like a Cameron Jamal who is like a number of years younger than us. Right. And um, you just kind of get the whole full spectrum of it. And, you know, it's a, you know, I'm very, very proud of it. So make sure you listen yeah. to RSPN this week. More more than anything, it's, it's, uh, it's black men sharing their their stories and being vulnerable and that's okay uh i saw a tweet this week saying you know people talking about yeah i cried over kobe of course i cried over kobe he was he was our superhero we it's it's okay to cry over kobe and i said you know what it's okay to cry over him or anything else you want to cry about you know like it's okay to feel and i think that's what what that was and mills you told me that you know so yeah I think it's important that we talk about it and we share it and we kind of um, normalize it. And I don't mean normalize that we should be crying over everything, but normalize it for the fact that you shouldn't feel like you have to, you shouldn't feel like it's, you know, not man enough to mm-hmm. show emotions. Like everyone should, be, there's no, we learn all these sort of conventions of society and it doesn't really apply much anymore in my opinion. And I think it's, you know, just you know, feel how you want to feel. That's a that's kind of how I've been living my life for quite some time. Right. Um, let's get in the Noah's Bart. Uh, also, oh, also shout out to Black and Ounce Table for uh, being on the show last week. Thank you so yeah. much uh, once again. Uh, hate to bury that lead as well, but you guys are awesome. Yeah. We can't wait to do it. Shout again. out to you guys. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very. Um, I think. We we did that from the aspect in terms of like we we knew people would be excited for it and then also like we wanted to join forces with other black wrestling podcasts and their you know premiere and their entertaining and funniest stuff you even listened to the episode and I think it was received very very well so yeah. I'm very happy everyone kind of enjoyed the meeting of the minds and the quiz that Justin obviously dominated and you feel um, me. <laughs> We try to make sure that doesn't happen again. <laughs> I drew, I drew Mac that. I drew Mac that. You feel me? Uh, first up, uh, Brock Lesnar <laughs> had some words for Matt Riddle over the weekend. Did you see the story? Yes, I did see the story. It was very interesting. Um, of all these people who are now, you know, it's kind of like Matt Riddle with the Twitter fingers and now having to face all these people who. Uh-huh don't know how to use twitter but know how yeah. to use hands and yeah the, the, Go, the goldberg one was funny okay let, let's just provide context so uh brock and matt of course with matt being in the rumble uh on sunday uh they weren't in the ring at the same time though which is interesting but um matt they and brock they they, they crossed each other and brock wanted to see what was up he pulled up like yo he, he basically essentially said according to uh alex uh from a i'm trying to find the article right now I'm so we're so bad at sourcing sometimes. I'm so sorry. We'll be better. Uh, he essentially said that <laughs> he heard a report and it was it was it was pretty much uh, corroborated by a bunch of people that were very trustworthy in that sense. That uh, Brock basically said, "Listen, I don't know why you got your name in my mouth uh, because I will never ever ever work with you again or ever yeah. work with you." Period. Yeah, we're not. We're never going to work together. So you can stop uh, the things that you're doing. Um, you know, it's and, interesting. And mind you, on Saturday, Matt posted on his Instagram a post with him and Brock as toys, and, and Paul as a toy. And the quote: "Only one person can retire Brock Lesnar. Only one person can end his career, and that person is going to be me." <laughs> <laughs> Wyland, okay, Wyland. It's a. I don't think Brock respects uh, the whole um, the trying to thing up social media beef. Not like people are trying to do with CM Punk to see if they can get something, but he doesn't very. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't fall for that. And also, he Um, knows Riddle has been. You know, going at him for quite some time. Yeah, and it's it's from Talk Sport. Sorry about that. Uh, They reported it. 
basically Lesnar had grabbed him by the shoulder and said, kid, you might as well stop saying my name and tagging me and shit because you and I will never work together ever. <laughs> and I feel like everyone else laughed and Matt Riddle nervously laughed. Kind well, of what our, he did when Goldberg was there. Yeah, the Goldberg thing was cute. This isn't, right? Because yeah. I is think, it? I mean, I'm not really this, taking it seriously. This I'm well, I I'm I'm just gonna say it's it's I I would say this isn't cute because I think Matt has only gotten more pretentious since that incident because he feels untouchable, right? And I and I'm mm. not I'm and I'm not to one to say that um, I, I feel like the Goldberg one was a work shoot because they recorded it. Obviously, I don't mm-hmm. think that this one's recorded. I think that it is essentially Brock. Brock is in a higher stature than Goldberg is, right? Like he's he's clearly still active regularly. Like he's in a higher stature. Like he he can say who he wants to work with or not. And I'm not saying they're never going to work together. But this is Brock right. basically putting his line in the sand, saying, "Listen, I see what you're doing. Cut it out." So this is, of course, caused people on the internet to say. Of course, uh, we WWE doesn't understand. They don't understand uh, Matt and stuff like that. And it's like I don't think it's an issue of them not understanding Matt. I think that his booking. I think it all makes sense to me, right? Like it's all put in perspective. What's going on with him right now, right? Like he keeps doing this Twitter stuff, the same way that Velveteen Dream was doing it. Remember when they when he was losing a lot because he was doing a lot mm. of the Twitter stuff like with NXT. And you can't you can't be in NXT making programs for yourself on a show you're not on, I think, right? You know, I don't even know if it's I mean, I guess it could be going into business for himself. I, in my opinion, think that Matt Riddle one hundred percent wants to face, you know, Brock. I don't think this is just trolling from aspect because he's not kind of really doing it to anyone else. Like he is he's just strictly doing it to like the Goldbergs and Brock Lesnar's of the world, those who are kind of like pseudo mixed martial arts type of deal but Um, but if you're but if your job right now right Mills, is to get drew mcintyre over or get finn balor over or get whoever over at the time but there's someone else who works in your company right now saying man i'm gonna retire this guy no one's no (laughs) no one's looking at you right now that's a little frustrating i i would admit i think it's frustrating but also I don't. I, from a standpoint, I personally don't think Triple H cares, but I could see how people of different stature, like a Vince McMahon who is looking mm-hmm. out for that particular show, could care, or you know, could see that could be an issue. But I don't think it's really been. I don't know if it's been that much. I can't. I can't like correlate like the way he's been booked versus the 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 things well, that he said. I, just to be clear, I would correlate what I believe to be a attitude problem across the board with how he's booked the NXT because the champ, the champ tweet from last year did kind of correlate with a lot of things for Matt going downhill at that point. Right. He started to take a lot more losses there. And I think that like, I don't think Champa's tweet was not in, indicative of how, how people really felt about riddle at the time with him being a, a locker room leader. Right. Mm. So I, I think mm. that riddle, in a lot of ways, he's he, you know, you if you're that good and, and by God, Riddle is good. He has he he possesses an it factor that not many people have with only having three or four years. I think he's like four years in of wrestling experience, but he's still new, right? So he still has to get that time on the on the roster to to kind of refine himself. And I I completely get where Brock comes from. I think, you know, if Brock is trying to get his programs over and make the guys that he works with look good, there aren't, there aren't many people that he likes to work with, you know? So if he's saying, I don't want to work with Riddle, it's probably the same energy he had to Dean Ambrose for whatever reason. Dean Ambrose was saying he was lazy and and all of that stuff. Remember, like, I, I, I do think that there, there is something there, but I, you know, this, this altercation was a little bit more like, all right, Matt, you got to chill out. You you should really Mm. just chill out now. I think so. I think so. But that said, he's got a big uh, opportunity tomorrow or tonight, rather, on NXT, and we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, you think he's gonna win? He, yeah, probably. It's too much. It's 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 a better match than I. He, you know, I agree. We had this discussion earlier in the day, and it's like they seemed like they really want to put over NXT UK. Yeah. Um. They really want to put GYB over, though. You're probably right. You know what? They'll probably win. 
I, I just think that, I think I think the big thing here is to have a a hook for NXT to be on the show in Tampa, right? So then, but they've tw- got a T-shirt. I don't know. Twenty twenty to me is the year, and, and sorry to MJ and Cyrus, we're kind of encroaching upon your territory here. Twenty twenty is the year where they gotta have people watch this show. It's been it's been about three years since NXT UK started. They got to start getting people to watch this show. I think the move they made with Jordan Devlin was definitely a move to get people to watch um, UK. I, I didn't I, even watch 205 Live, so I don't know how this is going to make me watch NXT UK. Well, because he's going to be able to defend it with a lot of a lot of the guys on that roster are under 205. So he'll be defending never, it probably a lot more. I could honestly care less. In my opinion, I'm just being completely honest with you. Unless the, I'm a two, lot more unless the NXT Cruiserweight Championship is defended on NXT, I'm probably not going out my way multiple times. Unless it's like a big feud that's built up. Um, and it's no shot to show Jordan Devlin or anything like that or previous NXT champions. It's just I don't watch 205 Live, nor do I watch NXT UK. And this move, I could see why they would want it to do that. But honestly, I'm probably not going to watch it. Um I think they need to add a couple more major talents to the NXT UK show if they really want people to watch it. Right. Um, Andrade. Suspendiso. <laughs> oh, my God. How did that happen? Suspendiso. For He's still the champion. <laughs> yeah, the timeline on this is really weird. We're gonna poor Humberto. We're gonna skip <laughs> ahead to we're gonna skip ahead to Raw really quick to talk about this. Just get it out the way. Um, the timing on this is really really interesting. Uh, of course, as Mill said, Andrade is suspended for violating the wellness policy. Uh, we don't know what the substance is. I don't want to speculate on the show. I think it's pretty uh, pretty shady to do that. Uh, I mean, unless you're. Unless you're uh, messy meals, unless you're uh, uh, you know, Robert no. rude or something. Oh, or, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, we, if Andrade comes back with an eight pack and he looks like a blimp, then you don't need. I mean, he's pretty big. I mean, you know what? I'm not speculating that you know. I'm not gonna call him the you know, Hooventude or anything. Okay, but. like we'll see what happens i you know i like andrade whereas robert rude i don't really care for which is why i have completely different attitudes about that i'll be completely transparent we are by we are biased here on the a show um so the timeline here is andrade on the royal rumble beats humberto i would believe that they would have they wouldn't have known about the suspension at that point so Monday morning, no. they they for sure know because Sunday night, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that he was going to get suspended in a couple of hours. <laughs> so he was suspended on Monday morning, essentially, yeah. or Monday, Monday morning. Imagine Christmas coming time. back from the Royal Rumble and they're like, all right, pee in this cup now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it, it had to have come up. It had, they had to have gotten tested a couple days before. I don't think it's instant, right? Like those, those types of tests. No, nah, it was probably no. It was probably before the Royal Rumble. As a point where you get all the superstars in one building, yeah. um, to be able to do this, it had to be before the Royal Rumble and or Royal Rumble weekend. Like, right? It probably was like, all right, when Let's make sure when, you, when you're free. Nah, I would say before that. I know. I would say after that. It was probably on Sunday. I would say okay. it's probably on Sunday, right? Because it's like that's how I feel like you get all the talent in one building and being yeah. able to do this entire thing. And, so. Uh, they know he's suspended at this point, and they said, "All right, we're just going to have him, Umberto. Or we're going to write you off for a month <laughs> with the belt. With the belt, you're going to oh, you're going to lose, but you're going to lose by DQ. But that's okay because you're just going to you're just going to get written off, and you're going to be back in a month. And we're going to go ahead with this as, as if nothing happened. I will say the most inspired write off. I think Bobby Roos was way worse than this one. Uh, yeah." It it was just they put it they put a table on him and he disappeared. This one was uh, at least it showed Umberto with a little bit more fire because I was I was saying before like he just didn't do it for me and he and he doesn't do it for me. Um, but I thought they had a really cool match on Sunday. I thought they had a really cool match on Monday. Uh, Andrade, I think it's pretty clear they might have plans for him if they had, if they didn't take the belt off him and they didn't want to just do a title match and get it back on him again. They should have taken the belt off him. To be honest with you, I feel like it's kind of like a bad look just. 
just company wise um, to suspend someone, um, but then not take the belt off them. Cause it's kind of like, yeah, you don't really defend the, you don't really have to defend the belt, but also it's kind of like a bad look. Like it's kind of saying like, here's some substances we found in your system. You're not supposed to be doing all of this. We got to suspend you. I remember when it was, you know, you look back in the day, you talk about Jeff Hardy. I remember he was intercontinental champion. He got suspended. Suddenly William Regal was intercontinental champion. I remember, mm-hmm. um, I think it was the ECW was championship it? with Punk. Yeah. I, I remember once it was, um, I'm trying to remember if it was, if Kennedy got injured or suspended. Suspended. But, it was suspended. So he lost his money in the bank briefcase to edge. Mm-hmm. And so random, seems, yeah, it was just because Edge is the goat. Like, when we're gonna they talk even, about that soon. They even spoiled it, um, they even spoiled it on the on the on the website at that time that it happened, yeah. So, it's like there's so many other different things, like, you kind of set a precedent in a state, in, in a sense, and then you kind of like, uh, but we really like him, so <laughs> we're gonna keep the title on him. Mm. Um, I don't know, it's just. It was weird. I, I oh, no, think it was Kennedy was injured. Kennedy was injured, so they took the thing off him. Okay, that's fair. I eh. think that it was. Um, but I think Kennedy did have a violation at some point because he did. I mean, uh, one one of those times he him. did. If you saw him when he first started, I mean, God was he in, was he injured? Oh, he was injured during the the Vince McMahon uh, uh, limo blow up thing, right? No, I think that might have been. Yeah, <laughs> pop. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I also I think this also you know Paul Heyman's mind. Oh, his mind. <laughs> he yeah, clearly, but it, he clearly has something going for this guy if he didn't take it off of him. I mean, maybe they were just like I think people are you know jokingly citing Charlotte. I feel like nah, Nah, but I also I feel like if they took the belt off him, I think I feel like Charlotte would have understood. It's not like Charlotte's going to hold up the company and be like, "Well, you, you say, I mean, like she's not going to do that." Like, um, nah, that's how that's generally how I feel. I feel like it's a it's a situation. It's kind of you know unfortunate, but you kind of set this precedent that like, okay, you're going to you well, have Umberto right there. You have Umberto right there. You know what I'm saying? Like you have him yeah, but so give it to someone else. Don't do the same match two nights in a row. Like, <laughs> well, give it to someone else. But, but meals, the precedent isn't you got to drop the belt. That was never. That's not in the rules. It's the the rules isn't okay when when you get suspended. You got to drop the belt. Like that's never been a rule. The, to be fair, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, but it's happened legitimately. With I feel like with every champion that's got popped, it's yeah. just like, okay, we're dropping it, the belt. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I feel like, to me, it's like you're going to be gone 30 days. I mean, there's no major pay-per-view. I mean, unless he can return at the Crown Jewel or whatever the hell it is, Saudi Arabia show, he'll be right back then. That would be when the 30 days are legitimately up. Um, Doubt it. But, well, what what if you had Zelina with the belt, right, like like? Yeah, she I mean, I'm sure she yeah, Zelina's going to continue this entire thing. I'm sure, because yeah. um, she got to go to work. She ain't was in the pop. I, I <laughs> see. Like, you I would, get your ass to work. I would say wait and see. I do think there's a, there's some cool angles that come with it with her probably like holding the belt up and not saying like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give the belt up until. Andrade gets back, or or until uh, the higher ups at WWE they fix this, and you know there, there, there's some way they can do this. I will probably wait and see what what it is. But yeah. I, like I said, there there is no precedent saying they gotta they gotta drop the title unless it's like a like a you know a situation where they're the world champion. Like this is just a U.S. title. I feel bad for Humberto. <laughs> I mean, for not really, what? but like, for what? His, his cousin <laughs> really, is so much better. Like, his cousin is so much better. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is to have so much spunk, yet so little soul, and uh, <laughs> so little swag too. That that yeah. cape is that cape is not it. He, I Remember mean, I feel were, like he's he's super young, right? He's got to be. 
remember when you were little and used to put the blanket over your uh, over your shoulder and act yeah. like you were Batman? Super young. <laughs> he's twenty four. He's twenty four years old. He was literally born in nineteen ninety five. I feel like when he grows up, give him a couple years for him to become like uh, I don't mm. know a man or something. All right, we sure. can move on. Whatever. Uh, Royal Rumble. Like we said earlier, what I f- thought it was a great. It was a great show. I thought the big matches delivered and the yeah. matches I didn't care about, I really didn't care about. So it kind of like lined up with. So, so the big matches you didn't care about, i.e., no, Bailey and Lacey ma- Evans. Yeah, Bailey and Lacey Evans. I, about. I thought Roman Reigns and King Corbin went super long for no reason. It was fun. No reason. That, sh- that's, that went long as hell. It was fun, but then it's also like kind of fun when. when if it like stops eventually, they went long. Um, it was Shout a great visual. Double, Shout out to Reigns for doing double duty and getting his win back. Yeah, I thought it was a great visual. Um, <laughs> kind of uh, the whole thing, but yeah, that went super long. I also didn't care about the Bailey versus Lacey Evans thing. Um, it was so. weaker than their SmackDown match, and I don't know how they gave you that match on free TV and this one here. It was just. Odd so the con- so that. the context of the match kind of changes how you kind of feel about it because when you have it on TV you're able to kind of like do a little more but when you have it on a pay per view it's like there's so many different things that go on they got the time though. they got a lot yeah. of time no they got ten minutes on the on the pay per view compared to Roman Reigns Reigns versus Corbin got twice the amount of time Fiend versus Daniel Bryan got you know deservedly deservedly yeah. <laughs> but this got way less time. But also, it's like, honestly, I don't really care because I don't really like Lacey Evans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte wins the Women's Rumble, Charlotte which wins. I thought was – it. Was, this was the best Women's Rumble of the three so far. <laughs> the black excellence on display alone makes this the best one of, of the three. You, know, you, you had that first a, one. That first one was shaky with the legends sometimes, and they, hmm. they're just standing around. I think the nostalgia thing popped the first one. The second one, I don't really remember. Um, the second one's bad. This no, the second one was legitimately only memorable for the last half. Becky, yeah, yeah. not even the last half, like the last like ten minutes. Yeah, but like the whole Becky thing and like coming and like owning her moment, which was the kind of story of that. This one kind of had a very, I think. The thing with these two rumbles is um, they definitely had a story to tell, and they well, decided that we're going to showcase a lot of talent while doing so. Um, Bianca Belair mm-hmm. entering number two, um, eliminating eight other women is mm-hmm. thus far a women's Royal Rumble record. Um, I think it's tied with Shayna Baszler, which sucks <laughs> ass, but whatever. Um, well, <laughs> NXT well, eliminated I, more than NXT eliminated more than half the Rumble. Well, it continues. It continues the uh, the dedication. Like, to let her have it. something. Damn, she she had the record she, for like what, have minutes. She does have something. <laughs> like, all right, you're trying to make it more than what it is. Uh, no, I'm this not continues it what it is. I'm not saying racist Royal Rumble. I'm not racist doing that. angle. Hashtag racist <laughs> angle. <laughs> I don't know, um, um, what, how do you feel about that? Because I know you saw it yesterday, and I know you, you you were like probably rolling your eyes like I did. I'm wondering if it's just racist behind a paywall, or is it actually like a <laughs> thing? Like, he, he shot you the link to the to the article. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, wait, why was it racist? And he was like, you can read about it on the PW Torch, you know, thing sheets. I was like. Is it racist or not? Like, what do you, what do you, are you trying to sell this as sort of a thing to sort of drag on? Cause I'm like, yeah, Brock Lesnar is the, you know, huge, large white man. And, you know, there's a lot of stars eliminated, but there, it was the story of the thing. It didn't even cross my mind that right. racism no, could I, even I, be factored into this. I, I think that if you were a white dude and a lot of black people are looking at you like, what are you talking about? You should probably stop talking about our experience. Yeah. You should, you should I just agree. not, you should not talk about our experience at all, but you should talk about our experience. Um, you know, when it comes up and we're actually offended by it. I don't think anyone was offended by either of these rumbles. I, I think that he was making a lot out of it. Uh, but continuing on, 
to my original point about the women's rumble, they're they're continue they're continuing to want NXT to look strong, right? So they have NXT coming in, eliminating a lot of main roster people because they they want to set up. I would imagine a, a big a big rematch in Survivor Series where every brand wants to get NXT back for what they did uh, last year. But I thought Bianca was working her ass off that whole match. Um, Let me tell you about Bianca. Bianca eliminated. <laughs> Bianca eliminated. Uh, seven out of the eight SmackDown women. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. Like she really <laughs> came through. Continuing the smoke that she laid on them that one SmackDown that they visited and she was beating the absolute hell out of uh, Dana Brooke and tossed Carmella into the unknown. <laughs> she continued it. she continued that there. Uh Alexa Bliss was also a standout uh, in the match as well. I want to see it I want to see a Bliss Bel Air match. They have really great chemistry. It, it, they look really, really well together. I mean, it, they, we've been saying it's time to call Bel Air up to the main roster, but it is. And then someone who also looked dominant, I mean, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler came in. She was only in the match four minutes and had eight eliminations. Mm-hmm. Like, she came in and she kind of just housed everyone. She housed NXT. Like, you look at the bottom half, if you look on Wikipedia, from, like, she eliminated Naomi, Beth Phoenix, Tony Storm, um, Zia Lee, mm-hmm. Zelina Vega, Shotzi Blackheart, Carmella, Tegan Knox. Like, um, I think also, who else did she eliminate? She eliminated someone else as well. But it's a, she kind of came through and she kind of delivered. And I think it was telling the story and they become a lot more self-aware because they know that we've all, wait, we've also been thinking like, could Shayna Baszler run it? Like, mm-hmm. I love that it was those two at the end. Yeah. So I think, um. They did a great job. And I also think Beth Phoenix, um, albeit very um, dangerous to have her, shut the back of her head open and was bleeding for more than half the match. Also a standout performance in this thing. She went 23 minutes for someone who doesn't wrestle. So for someone who talked all week, um, <laughs> she went 23 minutes and was a very pivotal part of this entire thing. So I'll say that um, as well. Naomi, incredible. Um the spot with um Mandy Rose and Otis genius. Mm-hmm. Um he had the save of, I will of, say, of the he had the save of the night. Save of the night. I'll say this. I'll ask you this. How did you feel about Santina Morella? Uh, I think I said it that night. It's stupid, but it's not anything that we should be talking about that deeply. I think it was just for a moment. All rumbles have this. It was to it was to essentially pop the crowd. I think it pretty much set up. I think that happened to set up the second half of the rumble. Honestly, of that rumble, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no one else out there. Um, I feel I think like, it was for comedic relief. To be honest with you, yeah, it was. It, there, there was none. It was literally Bel Air. Things were getting really serious. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just her squashing people, and it, I was just like, I we gotta we gotta kind of lighten the mood. I would I could see if this was every year. It wasn't. It, w- it was not every year. We you had the legends, you had the the new people, you had the established stars, and you had a comedy angle. And they're trying something new every single year with these. And I think that of all of the rumbles that they've had for the women, this worked for me because not only of just the the Bel Air and Shayna and even Shotzi Blackheart parts of it, but you know. It was that as well. You know, I saw people saying when Santina came out that well, we can't have Sasha there too. I was just like, well, is she active? And Sasha's then it came hurt. out. Yeah. Yeah. It came out. She was hurt. hurt. So, yeah. Man, that. Snake Brooke, man. Snake bit, man. I blame like Dana Brooke. I'll just say that. You haven't seen her since yeah. Dana Brooke fell on her and crushed uh, whatever was in her. But yeah. So, um, Char- Charlotte won, didn't really give any inkling as to who she wanted to face because, of course, on Raw, she was interrupted by Asuka. They proceeded to have a banger of a match, uh, which went to DQ. I'm glad they didn't give that away on TV again. Um, but uh, wh- wh- where is she Where is she going here? Um, I'm very interested in the Bailey, Becky, Charlotte mix, Shayna, whatever. I don't know where they're going with this stuff right now. I don't know where they're going either. Um, I still want the Fatal 4-Way. It's looking reportedly that that Fatal 4-Way is not happening. And it's been reported um, of Becky's opponent, and it will not be Charlotte. Um, Which is fair. I mean, we kind of did that all of 2019 and 2018. Um, Okay, okay, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. One minute. Um, If you don't want to hear the spoiler... I'm not going to say the spoiler. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I guess. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So 
Um, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, skip ahead a minute. So okay. you put the timer on because I didn't. Well, well, well. Don't skip ahead now. Skip ahead. Right, skip ahead now. Uh, Charlotte's supposed to be on NXT tonight. Huh. So supposedly it's supposed to be Rhea Ripley. Hmm. What? <laughs> exactly. I. I. And but just the in the interest of time. If if your goal is to make Charlotte a, a, a Grand Slam champion on all brands, why? But if your goal is to make her lose at Mania to Rhea Ripley, why? And that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm very confused on why right. she would choose that. Um, right. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, spoiler over. Spoiler. Spoiler is over. Um, we'll we'll see if that pans out, but. Charlotte, there aren't many options. There are not many people that are ready. There, I mean, I mean, clearly there are only two champions that could be ready. I don't think she's going to face Lacey Evans. I don't think she's going to pick uh, Bailey. I mean, from all from you know what you said, Mills, and what I've heard, it's not going to be Becky either. We don't want to see that again. Who could it be? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who it could be. So Ooh, um, uh, let's get to the men's rumble. Yeah, because unlike that, we know who the hell this is going to be. The men's rumble was. I think it was an incredible story. Um, An incredible, (laughs) non-racist. Someone said, I love this match, but I hate this match. And I completely understand how someone could feel that way about this match. It was too... You know what? I give it it a 10 out of 10 for originality. Because... You have never seen any like realistically, like if you set Brock Lesnar at number one, this is how it should go, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine Brock Lesnar's in there and then like six other guys, and then the, Brock Lesnar's just in a corner, just like using his foot to try to get someone over the top rope. It's like then it kind of ruins the mystique of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. We've also seen Brock Lesnar enter later in the Royal Rumble and then kind of get, you know, eliminated by you know, precarious situations and stuff like that. He enters number one. Honestly, this is how it should go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man was, you know, he was launching people. <laughs> Elias, gone. What, what Eric he, Rowan, what did, gone. What he did to John Morrison, I would have wanted to see him after that. But John Morrison came in and was, he kicked him for real. You saw that, right? He was trying to like, like, kind of bust on, on Brock a little bit. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Listen, John Morrison works stiff, apparently. But, you know, Brock Lesnar works stiffer, so how about that? <laughs> he flipped um, him. He flipped him over that ring. He did, like, two front flips, and then Booker T was like, was that parkour? <laughs> Started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, first of all, Tom Phillips back. Welcome back, Tom Phillips. Sorry, yeah. Rick Joseph. I didn't really yeah. like you that much. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I thought it was a great tale of kind of like you had this up this first half of the Royal Rumble with Brock Lesnar kind of dominating. And it really became like a gauntlet of like who could really stand against Brock. And you had this moment of Kofi Kingston, Rey Mysterio and Big E trying their hand. And you got a little pop from there. Um, you had, you know, a surprise Montel Vontavious Porter come in. Um, he got eliminated quickly. And then mm-hmm. you saw Keith Lee. And I think this was a match that you look at it. Um, just visually, and you're just like, whoa, okay, could this be a future matchup? And then Braun Strowman comes in, it's a battle of the monsters and things like that. Um, but Brock Lesnar disposes of them, but then Drew McIntyre shows up. And this is the guy who, over the last number of weeks, it just felt like he was going to win this match. I feel like just the energy that they had for him, the wins that they had for him, the things that they were kind of trying out with him, they really wanted him to sort of begin to set in these seeds that he's going to win this match. And he mm-hmm. comes in and absolutely kicks the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Uh, loved it. I loved it. And, and Brock was like, Whoa, who is that, bro? <laughs> First of all, the selling Brock Lesnar is such a goat for the selling. He was Even on the ground for what? two minutes. Be clear. Brock was a goat for this match because I didn't know how this was going to work. I'm shocked that he worked this long. This is the longest match he's been in, in like years. 26 minutes he was in the Royal Rumble. It's 26 yeah. minutes. That's that's way more than we've seen him in any other match, quite honestly. But he he came in, and there are times he sold his ass off. I think, you know what? I'll give Ricochet for the assist, even though Ricochet got disposed of pretty quickly after. But Ricochet came in with the assist, the kind of the receipt for getting kicked in the balls. Um, that that storytelling. 
Yeah, he returned the favor, and Drew McIntyre legitimately kicked the shit out of Brock Lesnar and sent him over the top rope. And I'll give it Brock Lesnar look just disoriented from the way he was on the ground and just sucking wind to the way he getting to the back and looking kind of disappointed in himself because he thought he was 100% going to win. And Paul Heyman thought he was going to win. And he's kind of standing in the face of like the new guy mm-hmm. that's kind of dominating it all. And then the second half, I think, was kind of was interweaving the various stories on different brands. Yep. I mean, this, the, to me, one of the most genius parts was the Seth Rollins enter and just um, him bring his squad. And he's just like, I'm not coming alone. Are you fucking insane? Like, <laughs> I, I love, I, I really like that because again, he played spoiler in a way that people look at Roman in that spot. And I thought that the way they set that up for Drew was just spectacular. Like this was, it didn't take long. Because, I mean, we were literally just asking two weeks ago, like, is Drew getting over? And, like, we were literally like, I kind of liked him a, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, here was when it kind of really came together. And, and by the end, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I really was rooting for him in the same way that they built up Seth last year. I thought the way they built up Seth was, was you know, this was better than what they did for him last year. And that was a huge moment. The pop for that was crazy. But I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, inter- interweaving all those stories, including the Seth story, including the Alistair Black theme, because he threw out Alistair, which, lead, you know, led to something else later um, on, on Raw with, with Alistair, I guess, kind of putting it out Saying, there. He, yeah, yeah, he's coming for people. He's yeah. done with people trying to come to him. He's like, I am going to wreak havoc at this point, which I loved. Yeah. I, I think that um, you know everything about this rumble was from start to finish. It was, and, and I mean, I really love the 2018 rumble. You know, that was one of my favorite ones. I think this is these past couple rumbles we got with the, with the men have been really, really fire. I gotta say, no, I, I, I think I, they've been doing a great job of just telling stories, and I think that's kind of what you that's what you we kind of forget about as fans watching this rumble. We kind of like try to figure out like we're trying to kind of posture of like, okay, where are they going? What is it mm-hmm. instead of us actually absorbing that this could be an entertaining kind of deal with the people that are involved, we're kind of angling of like, okay, who's the future? Who's next? Who's who's coming out of this the winner? Who's the, the, that? And then they actually delivered an entertaining rumble. I think Brock Lesnar is every bit of the attraction and every bit worth the money that he is given every time mm-hmm. he's there. And mm-hmm. I think the Drew McIntyre winning this entire thing, it's something that people want because I generally feel like it's a fresh contender at a big event. And we, we rarely have, have the, Yeah, we rarely have those over the last decade. I mean, it's really been Cena, then it's been Roman. But, you know, this is the first time that I don't think either of them will be, you know, other than the ladies last year, but... Um, I don't think either of them will be sniffing the main event this year. Uh, Nakamura broke that streak, I thought, to me, in the in the decade. Nakamura broke that streak. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes, one. Yeah. Nakamura um, broke that. But I think, you know, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar, um, they have – I think where we're at with Drew McIntyre is good, but I think they're also realizing that they have two more months to kind of make it – take it over the top. And they can get there um, for sure. Yeah, um, but the biggest part of this rumble, and we're, we're burying the lead again, the return of Edge. Have, have, uh, have you heard? Have you heard a pop that big? No, ever. Um, no. You know, on a day where everything seemed bleak, and we were already trying to escape. You know, um, I think seeing Edge return was kind of like the give it and the take it away, you know? Um, Seeing Edge's face as he walked through the smoke yeah. and he he just kind of looked like he he was kind of still in. He looked like he was coming back through time. Like he looked yeah. like, and he was generally, I think, overtaken by the moment. And how could you not be as a human, right? Like how could you not be for the appreciation of thousands of people in an audience just kind of mm-hmm. willing you into that sort of moment? Um this is someone who, you know, I watch, I, I can tell you this, I mean, because our podcast didn't exist. I remember the 2011 and um, 
the day it was retired, it was announced on WWE.com. It was like, Edge has a big announcement on the show. I was like, oh, fuck. Because the only time Edge had big announcements was like, I'm injured. <laughs> Which yeah, is a recurring every single thing. time. <laughs> yeah. It had been a recurring thing for like the past like seven years up to that point. It's like, he's just, he, his body over the years, I think out of anyone from that TLC era of the Dudleys and Jeff Hardys and Edge and Christian, his body took the brunt of everything. Mm-hmm. His body is just a, you look at it, it's just a canvas of injuries from rotator cuffs to, you know, neck injuries to head injuries to orbital bones to shoulders to Shoulder. fingers to all these other things. What was the name his um, knee one time? Wasn't his knee or ACL one time? I, I don't I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a nagging thing that he did. The, the 2008 return, I think it was because he big. He came back real big for that one when he came back from Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, at this point, because he's injured, you're injured so much you can't even work out properly, right? Like, so at this point, you kind of give up working out. It's why Kane looks like the way he does now. But um, you you kind of give it up and. 2011 i remember that moment and he says i can't wrestle anymore like the doctors just saying he caught the stinger he caught the stinger bad similar to the way that um uh page did where except this part was i think um it was what's his name tyus i don't remember his, i don't remember the funkasaurus whatever um, oh, Titus, he got uh, hit, uh, yeah it's Tyrus right yeah it's Tyrus it's Tyrus it's Tyrus he got hit by a chair with him and just couldn't feel his arms and then it's just like listen maybe it's time to go check it out and they said like hey you can't wrestle anymore and you looked at the tears and it's you know the emotion of him because it was kind of taken away from him and even to me I kind of like want him to go back in the hall of fame because like here's the thing he was to me he was prematurely put in the hall of fame to kind of like pop a wrestlemania thing because to be his age and inducted into the Hall of Fame, I feel like that was more of a pity. Like, we know you can't wrestle, so we want to celebrate your career this way. And I always felt like it was too soon. I always felt like we didn't even get the chance to kind of, like, breathe and, like, kind of let him, let his career kind of soak in our minds and kind of like this. It was all kind of within a whirlwind moment. And I'm sure it's probably a blur at this point. Um, Yeah. But for the, the 2008 my, one was a pec muscle. 2008 one was a pec muscle. Yeah. Pectoral. For for nine years, he kind of like he kind of lived. Well, maybe it was eight years, but he kind of like was settled with the fact that he did acting and you know podcasting and and the show on the network and all these other things. He kind of lived with the fact that like okay, I'm not wrestling anymore, so I just get kind of be a normal person. And even over the last year, like his mom passed away and all this other stuff that kind of happened. And, you know, I think. I think. It's just good to see him win. It's good to see him win. Yeah. I think so as well. I think just having that moment to kind of share with your kids and kind of show them why you're the shit. And then also just the win itself for being able to come over insurmountable odds doctors told him you can't wrestle anymore and he was like if you if you wrestle anymore you will be paralyzed and to see him kind of come out and see the kind of emotion the, the human aspect and kind of like realizing all this other stuff like it was a very emotional moment like i legitimately was like man this yeah wrestling is fucking awesome <laughs> and, and then they shut all that down uh <laughs> the next night on raw uh, he comes out, has a tearful, and Edge is so good at just the small stuff, um, mm-hmm. where he he's can just, mix. Is why he's my favorite of all time. He can mix the emotion with he. He knew what was gonna happen, but he made it look so real. Uh, the the twitching of the finger. Uh, well, well, Randy Orton, of course, comes out and uh, he gives him an RKO. Um, Randy was great here as well. I have to say, this doesn't work. This works a lot because of Edge, but this doesn't fully work for you unless you see Randy Orton and, and mm-hmm. the way he contemplated the amount of violence he wanted to do. Um, I ha- I didn't have the uh, the luxury of knowing what he did. I knew what was what happened, but I didn't know what he did before I saw it. Um, I thought he was going to punt him. Then I thought he was going to actually jump off the chair. And then I then I then I saw okay the concerto, but the timing of it all, the way he led a, he, he kind of had us on a string. While Edge mm-hmm. was on the ground was just so spectacular, and it's why I like Randy Orton as a heel. But it's also why I think Randy Orton is one of the most underappreciated guys out right now because he can still 
everything he does is so calculated that you're like, man, why, why can no, no one else think about that type of, um, that type of aspect to it? I think he's very, very good at, it, at being like the silent killer type, right? Yeah. And, uh, so right. they do the big stretcher angle with Edge. Um, I don't know if you saw the after the show stuff where I where, didn't. I have to go see it. I legitimately have to watch it. Don't tell. Me. I I kind of get what it. I got the gist of it. Um, oh, it's all great. the people. Yeah, it's, it's it, really good. Um, Edge is again the small stuff. Um, when when you see it, you'll you'll be like, okay, he he's. I heard he was like, where's Natty? So he so yes. Natty can call Beth, Beth. and it's yeah. just like, oh my god, I love this guy. <laughs> Absolutely, he, he's he's good, and you know what? People are somehow complaining about this, but I think. There are very few people that I think um, can pull this off right and protect him the the right way. And Randy Orton is 100% one of those guys. Daniel Bryan could be too, but he's not on the same brand, right? So it was it's either Randy or AJ, in my opinion. And you, you go with you go with Randy there, and um, that match should be spectacular. I say keep him off TV until March, right? Right. Yeah. He, no, I agree. Like, uh, if, if I wanted to ask you this question, so how often? Would you have this guy wrestle? He's got a three-year deal. Um, Ooh, starting now, starting now, three-year deal. Yep, I, I, he's forty-six, right? And he's forty-nine. Um, I, I do think he gets one more run with the title. I'm just gonna put okay. that out there. I think he's gonna get another run with the title, um, if only for a short while, just so that he can go back in to the Hall of Fame, right? Um, and I think that you have um, win at Mania. You do one more in May. You have him go away till Survivor Series, uh, and then you have him come back uh, at, at the next Mania. I think he plays a Triple H role. He comes back at two of the two of the big four every year, and you have have it be that. Yeah, I don't think we we see him. What I what I am scared about is that I think he might do one match where he wilds out. No, nah, I don't think they want him to do that, bro. I mean, I he probably he, will. I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna that boy gonna do it. He gonna do it. He gonna do a a, a plunder man. He gonna do like a Foley Extreme Rules. I I got a feeling I mean, he's gonna do it. He if there ain't nothing we know him for, it's those types of matches, and he's gonna do one of them. You might be right. Whether uh, it be, whether it be Seth or somebody else, he because he's he's coming for Seth. I agree. You That's know what? I love it. I love yeah. this match. I love, it, I love that. I, I think him and Randy are going to tear, tear the house down. And just think of all the pyro in, in Tampa when Edge comes out. Yeah. It's going to be so great. I um, think, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's going to have a fully formed career again and finally a good last run. Um, but uh, yeah. One, one more thing before, before we end everything off today. Uh, Daniel Bryan lost to The Fiend. Um, he pulled an angle where he couldn't get up and he was, he was kind of selling the effects of the, of the match, which I thought was the best. Again, Daniel Bryan has done it again with Bray Wyatt. He gave him another one of his best matches he's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, where's Bryan going after this? I, I am with SmackDown. I just don't know. You noticed that we talked about a bunch of raw, the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble was, was pretty much Royal Rumble was raw show. I got to mm-hmm. say Royal Rumble was, was all raw. Um, the whole show was really all raw, to be honest with you. Daniel Bryan's the most interesting thread that I that I can think of for SmackDown's Royal Rumble plans. I don't know where he goes from here. What do you think? I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> like there's so much. Uh... Exactly. Intercontinental title. I don't know. That's what people have been That's... saying. That's the boring choice to me. I think they get, they got to give him a part timer. I don't think Brian don't need no more championships. He's done. He's he's done it all. He's gotten all of them. Give him a part timer. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it could be. But make something happen. Make something work for this guy. Like SmackDown is so dry. If they can't Smackdown's give very whack, yes. If they can't give <laughs> Daniel Bryan, bring someone from NXT or something. Like give him a freaking match, bro. Like I I don't care who it is at this point. I don't want it to be anybody on that roster. I'm sorry. Okay. I, it can't be anyone on our roster. I respect it. I respect it. I, I know people say Roman Reigns. It, it's just not going to work with Roman. We know where he's going. No, it's just we not. Where, we, just... we know where Roman's going. Give him Taker. Thank you. That's the match that people. I don't. I think people don't know that they want that match with Taker. No. 
I think Daniel Bryan is going to be one of the only ones who like, I got you, Taker. Don't worry about this. Thank you. <laughs> and it could be true. Thank um, you, bro. I, fire. I think Daniel Bryan Taker is the direction. It should be the direction. And let Bryan take some time off afterwards and then come back yeah. when the roster is better. I agree. I that agree. roster is that roster doo-doo. <laughs> that roster is garbage, bro. SmackDown is bad. Like, where's Kofi going? This guy was in a title match last year. He's a, he's a champion. <laughs> he's is he? A, he's a oh, yeah. He's a, tag team, he's a tag team champion. You're right. He's a tag team champion. He's a champion. Um, uh, whatever. Whatever. I, um, I want to say one more thing. Uh, just one more thing. Becky versus Asuka, too. Great match. Um, real good. I, I like the first I, one better, but this was real good. Yeah, I thought they did really, really well in this one. It kind of ended up being an afterthought to the entire thing, but I thought it was a really good match. I hope they do it again um, soon. Um, but, you know, Asuka does have a tag team championship that she should probably defend. Um, but I hope they do it again soon. But I also kind of, I'm selfishly want Asuka to, you know, just continue to orbit the title scene like a shark or something. What, and, what uh, if, what if, Asuka beats Becky. Well, no, she's not going to beat Becky for the title. Becky's not losing that strap anytime soon. No, what if they did no. it again at Mania? What if they did it again at Mania? That would be fire, but I don't think they're going to do that. I don't right? think they see that as a money match at all. I think they want, they, they're going big money. And um, with who they got, I mean, I don't know if it's big money, but it's at least very intriguing. Um, that's all I can say about that. Um other than that, yeah. like, you know, stuff happened on Raw. It was great. Some of it was great. Some of it was bad. Shout out to Liv Morgan. She got a win. Um, it, uh, that MVP Ray Mysterio match was... That was kind of old. Straight, <laughs> straight. Like, yeah. I, I don't know who was older in that match, but he somehow was, made Ray look old. <laughs> he made MVP. Ray look old. Why did MVP run away from the... <laughs> I think I in the back and I was like, ah, my... Why did he uh, run away? Why did he run away from the six one nine? You got hit in the back, and I was like, "I'm glad you sold it because you legitimately uh, got up and it was just like, nah, we're not doing this today." Boy, he was he was dressed like T'Challa with uh, cholesterol issues on Sunday. Oh my god! How dare you? <laughs> hey man, hey, it is what it is. Um, Finn, Balor, Finn Balor jumps Trent Severin in the parking lot. I'm just seeing this uploaded to YouTube. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. Wow. Um, Interesting. So that is the week in pro wrestling. Very, very quick week in pro wrestling, but, uh, you know, very, very deserving. I got to get up and go watch backstage right now. Just yeah, so I've have... got backstage on my phone right yeah. now. So uh, uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to hop and go watch that. Uh, as always, um, follow us at RC Radio Live at OG Johnny five and at meals. Uh, let us know who you think the, the Kobe of pro wrestling is in, in our comments. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of that next week. Uh, next week, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We, we should be having more uh, match setups and uh, I'm, I'm guessing more Saudi Arabia setups because that was announced as well. Uh, so we will be talking about all the latest and greatest on SmackDown raw uh, and anything else that, that pops up. So uh, until next week, Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you, Mills. And uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and uh, Gigi. Uh, Mamba mentality. That's how I'm ending. All right. Peace.